0: Welcome, everyone. Today is December 7th, and this is the Coaching Tools and Tips um, virtual meetup that's intended to help people all over the world learn more about professional coaching, especially professional coaching, and bringing it over into the Agile space to help make us better scrum masters, better coaches, better whatever Agile career we're in, because coaching is amazing, and it can help. Help you really um, get to see and learn things that you don't know. And I, I'd love to just mention to you that last night I was driving home from yet another trip from the airport, and I was thinking about how today's world is so these the kids in today's world, you know they text message and they do Facebook and all these other social media. and And so this generation that's coming up doesn't actually know how to have human conversations. They only know electronic conversations. And the reason I bring that up is because I think, this is my own prediction, that those of us who learn professional coaching skills and function as professional coaches, you will be doing something in the next generation that blows or in the next decade, that blows the next generation's mind. And it will be such a crazy, valuable profession that they'll pay for it like doctors and lawyers and everything else because they've never had someone actually listen to them, see into them, and have a conversation that digs out real thoughts and real um, emotions and real creativity because they've only known, for the most part, social media, text messages, and none of that's real. No one really sees into you there. So um, that's my prediction and I'm sticking with it. Um, So congratulations that you are breaking open the next decade with communication skills that the humans of this world are losing. So we want to welcome um, Lucia Baldelli from Gibraltar, um, or I should say from Italy, Italy via Gibraltar, and Christine Thompson from the UK um, in Maidenhead. And they're going to be presenting today a coaching technique and, or a tool, tool technique, kind of a mix between the two. And it's called immunity mapping. And I've Personally, after um, I was taught by Lucia, I actually used this with individuals and I used it as a team exercise and it was pretty amazing. So I'm really excited to have them here today and they're gonna, um, teach you how to do this you'll experience it and then um, I'll be back at the end to close us up and I'm going to be doing a giveaway so make sure to stick around so that you can be in the um, in the raffle so I'm going to hand it over to you all Um, you can take it away thank you Uh,
1: so let's just quickly introduce ourselves welcome everyone My name is Lucia, I'm Italian. I am a certified uh, team coach and it's a great pleasure to be here and share this learning with you. I hope you'll take away a technique that you can use for your individual clients or for your teams. And I'm glad to be here with
2: Christine. Hi everybody. For those that don't know me, I'm Christine Thompson. I'm an agile coach from the UK, and it's my pleasure to support Lucia with this session today because it is indeed a great tool that is incredibly useful.
1: Thank you. I'm going to share my screen. Let me so tell me when you can see it. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Can you see? Okay. So I leave it in with this setup so that I don't, don't lose eye contact with you. And uh, we'll just kick off and we'll start talking about what is it, immunity to change. So in this talk, we'll discuss uh, about individuals uh, or teams that are really uh, struggling to make a change that they want to achieve. So that it looks like they've built a sort of protection mechanism or a barrier against their own change. Even in, even when the change is, is urgent or important, it seems like they have everything they need to actually succeed, but they are not able to um, to make that happen. So uh, we are talking about big things here, not like small changes. We're talking about things like uh, being overworked, um, being willing to lose weight but not managing to succeed. We're talking, if we think about a team scenario, we're talking about uh, teams willing to restructure or introduce, for example, uh continuous integration but not making the time to actually do it or being willing to cross kill each other but never finding the time to actually do it so as you can see there's quite a lot of scenarios where you can actually use this tool it's a framework so we'll go through a map that uh, potentially you might have had the time to print i sent an email uh with uh with a template if you didn't never mind you can just use a piece of paper because after we go through the technique, it will be interactive, so you'll actually experience the tool yourselves and then uh, we'll work with, in smaller groups to actually practice it. So um, without further ado, uh, let's look at what the immunity map is and uh, what it means.
2: So we'll just give you a quick introduction at this point, and then we'll walk you through in a lot more detail about what the different boxes are for. So this is the the map. It has four different columns. And so the first column is thinking about what is it that you want to achieve? What is your goal and what is it that you're doing to achieve that? Then we take a look at at the behaviours that are preventing you achieving that. So what is it you do and you don't do that's affecting you achieving that goal? In the third column, we talk about our worries. What is it that's making us anxious about achieving this and what's competing against it? And then the final column is looking at those big assumptions. So what beliefs do we have that's actually feeding that immunity to us achieving the goal? So that's what the map looks like, and we'll go into a lot more detail
3: for you.
1: So these are the questions that we will answer as we fill in the map we'll start from the left and we'll go all the way to the right um and if you look at the first column what the first column is about is the change is the actual goal that the client wants to achieve uh, It could be an individual client again could be a team client uh but we're talking about something that is important for the client something that has a positive impact on other people and it's clear that uh, the client has everything he needs to make it happen so it's in his control to actually make this change um, but it's not managing to do it and uh, when you think about that goal, make it something positive. So this is not about stopping something, it's not about stopping a behavior, but this is about becoming something else or doing something different. So in the in the first cell, top right, top left, you uh, what we want to hear is what is it that you want to achieve? What is the goal? What is the change you want to make? And then just below that, What are the actions you are committed to do to actually achieve it?
2: And then we'll look at the behaviours. So in the next cell, what is it I do that works against my goal? So thinking about those concrete behaviours, what things do we actually do? Pulling out as many as we can of those things that are actually working against achieving the goal. And then also thinking about what it is that I don't do that stops me achieving the goal. So all those things that we don't do that are feeding into that inability to achieve the goal. So a list of concrete examples of all the behaviors that we're doing and not doing in this second
1: column. We'll go through an example in a minute. We'll do a live coaching demo so that you get a better understanding of what we mean. But continuing on the map, if we go to the third column, here we have our worries so what are these worries imagine you actually achieve your goal what is something you're really concerned about if you achieve your goal what could happen to you that is concerning you this is really important and when you fill in this box you have to dig a bit deeper because these are uh, concerns that will build competing goals which is the uh, the box underneath so what are the uh Goals that are actually competing with your primary goal—the first one that you stated at the beginning of the map—that actually work against you achieving the goal, um, because these these will be the things that give rise to
3: your worries. Okay, and then the final section
2: is our big assumptions. So, what is it? that's underlying everything, that's driving this immunity. So here we're trying to complete the picture. So what is it that we fundamentally believe that's feeding that immunity? So all the things that we treat as being the truth, which may or may not be the truth when we dig into them, but those assumptions and those beliefs about things, that may be, again, beneath the surface. So we're trying to dig down even deeper now and find out those things that we fundamentally assume and believe to be true, that's actually creating that immunity to the change.
1: Do we have any questions before we go for a live coaching demo? Is anything unclear about the map?
4: Um, I, I don't know if I heard correctly from the beginning, I might have missed it, but I wanted to clarify if this is like a coaching model or a coaching framework that you can use when coaching, am I correct?
1: It is, yes. Great. So we'll, de- we'll demo it in a minute and you'll see like an example of a possible application in one-on-one coaching. And then soon after the demo, we'll look also at a team scenario where you could actually use use this tool so that the right moment to use this tool is when you see that your client is stuck um, is not able to move forward it's really really wanting uh, a change to a change to, to happen a change that is in his control that he can make happen or they can actually achieve but they're struggling to move forward so these are the signals client stuck. Uh, It's in his potential and in his control to achieve the goal, but it's not managing to move forward. Any more questions before we move on? Okay, so, um, Christine, Mm -hmm. do you have a topic for this uh, demo? Uh, What is is the goal you're currently struggling to achieve? Yeah
2: so my goal is around being able to create some time and some space for myself to be able to be better at saying no to things when I haven't got time to do them and just practicing a little bit more self-care so thinking about myself more in the way that I make my commitments Mm
1: -hmm. so I'm hearing being capable of saying no and taking care of yourself
2: why will this be
3: important
2: to yes. you? Um it's about creating the right balance for me. It's about creating the right space and just keeping everything um so that it's manageable for me so that I'm not overstretching myself all the time and pushing myself too hard um and and getting too tired. So it's about finding that right balance in my life that I that I feel happier with.
1: Mhm um what are the signals that you're struggling to actually do this
2: um sense of feeling stressed sense of feeling anxious about getting things done you know that feeling of panic that that out of control feeling i've got too much to do and i can't manage it all so it's it's that sort of stress feeling and an anxious response that I get when I know that I'm just taking on too much and not thinking about myself Mm
1: -hmm. and so I'm hearing a lot of being overwhelmed and not Uh being able to push back and you know protect yourself from this Mm -hmm. so yeah and what would you like to achieve in this short conversation
2: um I would like to be able to see um Better ways of finding that balance and just understand why it's not happening for me when I want it I want it to happen and it's not happening so what is it that I need to do or change that's actually going to make this possible for me
1: so we want to know we want to explore how to find that balance mm-hmm yeah how do you know you have the right things you wanted to find that balance
2: Um. I think some some clarity on on um, the specific things that i can do or not do that's going to help me i I feel like there's something fundamentally there that's stopping me changing as i want to change i want this balance uh and so it's some clarity around what's stopping me finding that so that i feel a sense of um being able to move forward with it uh, being unblocked yeah okay
1: So you want to get unstuck? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay, cool. And let's explore a little bit deeper. What are some things you are um, actually committing to do to achieve
2: that goal? Um, So it's around being aware of what I'm doing. So being conscious of what my calendar looks like, what my commitments look like, uh, and making a conscious decision when I say yes. So thinking when I say yes do I really have the time and am I actually thinking about myself when I say yes mm-hmm. what are the consequences of saying yes mm-hmm.
3: um,
2: what's it, what's it going to cost me what what am I what is it that I'm actually committing to and also thinking about what is it that what would happen if I said no what's the consequences of saying no because you know one assumes that one can't say no and and sometimes we need to so mm-hmm. it's being realistic about what's the consequences of saying no
1: mm-hmm. so this sounds like a protection mechanism for you
2: yeah absolutely self-protection self-care totally yeah
1: so and if you think about yourself like look you look at yourself in a mirror um, as you're behaving or not behaving now what are some things you're actually doing that work against this goal of protecting yourself?
2: Um, it, it's, it's that immediate response yes, yes, yeah, I can do that. Yes, yes, uh, especially if it's something small. So it's something, oh, can you just do this? Oh, yeah, that's small. Yes. Um, and it's, it, it's not taking, not thinking, just saying yes um, and just feeling every moment oh I've got I know I've got a half hour gap coming up so yes I can fill that with something else um so it's it's just maxing everything out filling every second saying yes to everything and just thinking oh just you'll manage just stretch you know you can manage a little bit more you'll be able to fit it in and, and just thinking that I can just keep stretching a little bit and I can't keep stretching forever (laughs) <laughs> oh yes
1: yeah that might be hard so <laughs> I'm, I'm hearing a couple of things like you said yes yes it's sort of what what's behind that desire to to help
2: uh, I think there's just something there about giving just you know giving to other people and and doing everything that I can to help other people and, and trying to add the most value and and do the most I can and do the best I can Mm-hmm. so it's that feeling that yes means that you know I'm I'm giving something to everybody and and that's important to me. Okay so this is something you value. Yeah. What, yeah. Is, how is it impacting you? Um it's impacting me because every second of my day is full and and then people expect me to say yes. If <laughs> you <We> keep <laughs> saying yes, they come back for more.
1: So, so I'm teaching people circle. to match
2: me out. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. It's available yeah.
1: For everyone, And people will, go, will come to you and will expect a yes.
2: Absolutely. Because I, I'm trying to give to everybody and everybody knows that. So they keep on asking. Yeah. And yeah, like you say, it's a cycle.
1: Yeah, yeah. And if you think about the things you don't do uh, that are actually working against uh, achieving that
2: balance, what would they be? Um, Well, the biggest thing that I don't do is say no. (laughs) Because it's yes, yes, yes. So I find no really hard to say because I just have this need to support other people and give to other people. And so uh, that's one of the things that I'm really bad at doing. Mm. Um, I don't keep space for myself. Mm. And I don't don't keep and honour that space. So setting aside that time that I need and honouring that and keeping that for me so that I've just got some space and I've got a buffer in my day that just allows me to cope with with everything. And just that, you know, that sense of making for me. I hear a lot of generosity in you, though. Yeah, I just I, I just have a, a real desire to help others and to give and to, you know, do what I can for them. And that's just really important to me. So, yeah, I want to be generous, but I also want to be generous to me.
0: Yeah, okay.
1: So let's think for a moment. Um, you manage, you, you achieve your balance. You become capable of uh, saying no. And taking care of yourself a little bit more. If if this happens, what are you concerned about?
3: Well, I won't be helping people. I won't be
2: giving them the support that they need. It it, it almost feels selfish that I'm only thinking about me and not thinking about them. Hmm. So I'm just worried that people will see me differently and that I'll see me differently, that I'll see me as being unhelpful, selfish, self-centered. And that's not who I am. That's not who I want to be.
1: Mm. So I'm hearing a concern to come across different.
2: Yeah. And also how I'll grow and develop as a person because if i'm not you know continually saying yes and accepting new challenges then i'm i'm not growing and i'm not learning and uh, you know i'm not going to get promoted okay so So it's also in go ahead that development piece is important to me
1: Mm -hmm. so if we talk about your growth in the workplace um how is this competing with your desire to
2: protect
3: yourself
2: yeah it does it does feel like a competition because there's on the one hand there's that self-care saying no create some space for me and then on the other hand there's that personal development personal growth being able to um add the most value you know have an impact for people support Mm -hmm. them give them what they need so Mm -hmm. it's my professional growth my personal growth that could be at stake if i don't Say yes to things. I see. So if we
1: dig a little bit deeper, what is it that you're assuming here in terms of um you know when you think about uh the the availability and what you give to people competing against your personal development and growth? <sighs>
3: If I say no,
2: then I'm no longer of value.
3: Mm.
2: If I don't give, then I I don't have value. Mm-hmm. I'm not. I'm no value to me, and I'm no value to others. And
1: how do you know? By this saying
2: yes. And, sorry. By saying yes and giving that gives that yeah. makes me uh-huh. valuable.
1: How do you know that this
3: is true?
2: Because people come and thank me. Mm -hmm. So I know that I'm giving them value and if I don't say yes, then they won't do that and I won't be giving
3: them value. Mm -hmm. What else do you believe about, you know,
2: what could happen if you take more care of yourself? Then I just won't be successful. I'm not going to stretch myself. I'm not going to learn new things and that's just not, you know, I want to be successful at what I do. I, I I, feel quite ambitious and I want to be good at what I do, and saying no isn't going to make me good at what I do. Mm-hmm.
1: Okay. So uh, I'll cut a bit shorter for the benefit because this was just a demo. But um, if you think about the awareness you wanted to have at the end of this short conversation, What are you aware of that you didn't know before?
2: There's a big thing there about value. Hmm. There's something there about how I know that I'm giving value. And by saying yes, 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 that's one way that I'm giving value. But I would like to think about how I'm actually bringing value by being able to say no and being able to have Uh, a a sense of care for myself creating a space that I need valuable things Mm -hmm. so I I feel like I need to have a look at what adding value means Mm
1: -hmm. and how will this impact
3: your next steps? Um,
2: because I think I'm thinking in terms only of time and I think it will help me to also think in terms of value when i say yes or no so rather than just saying have i got time also thinking about where can i add the most value and also recognizing that time for me is valuable too there's value in that Mm
3: -hmm.
2: so i think i think maybe i'm looking at it through the wrong lens looking at it through a a time lens and it perhaps the value lens would give me a better view on striking the right balance
1: Okay, I hope this was useful, Christine. Thanks. Thanks for sharing. Very useful. Yes. <laughs> it
2: was supposed Thank to be you. a demo, but it turned into <laughs> a demo, but it was really good. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> so,
1: this is an example of how this could work in an individual uh, scenario. Um, we'll quickly grow, go through uh, a team scenario uh, and then we'll open up for questions before we actually. Make this work in practice because you'll have to do some work here, you're not just listening. Um, So, this is the immunity map of a team whose goal is to increase uh, the automation of releases and uh, come up with a reliable suite of tests by increasing the coverage, completing automating tests for user stories, and automating release steps. The actions they are committing to do is to spend more time on. automation and in uh, define the test coverage in user stories and all the nice things we should be doing to actually achieve uh ci cd
2: so again looking at the behaviors what it is that they do that works against it so they're focusing on completing only the feature code accepting changes on manual testing only um, and accepting the fact that they've got manual release steps. So accepting things as they are and focusing on just features. And what they, what are they not doing? They're not giving themselves capacity when they size things to do the automation work. And they're not defining that coverage that they need in the acceptance criteria to make sure that the automation tests are done as they should be. And
1: what are their concerns? So they are concerned that they, their velocity will go down because they will take time to write automation and they won't deliver business value. So they will get more business pressure from, uh, from the business uh, because they're not releasing as many customer facing, customer facing features as they were doing before. It will also take longer to develop uh, user stories. And uh, it will take too long to automate releases, so that that might be hard work to do. So, if you look at the competing goals, what they are afraid of uh, so, what they are the the goals that are actually working against the main goal is the desire to look good to the business. So, we want to complete as many stories as as we can, and um, we think it's still valuable to spend some time on manual testing, so we don't want to give up on that. And then uh, we want to ship value as much as we can. Mm
2: -hmm. And then finally, the big assumptions that's underlying everything for them. So the assumption that business value is more important than doing these technical improvements, assuming that they can live without the automation, live with the manual releases, assuming it's going to actually slow them down and that they won't be able to show enough value from what they're doing. And all of those things are underpinning that immunity to that change. So,
1: what are some questions or thoughts you have before we actually start working on um on your map?
3: Hey, this is Scott.
0: I'm I'm real curious about the uh, the team scenario. So, would you typically do this through a series of kind of uh, team facilitation type meetings uh, where you would come in and, and maybe you wouldn't accomplish all
4: these within one one period of time or um, do you usually do it in one session?
1: So I would do it in one session with the whole team uh, it could be part of a retro, for example. Hmm. Because they, they're stuck. They're not managing to increase their automation and we want to dig a, deeper and understand why this is not happening. So you can do this as a as a brainstorming. Um, you know why why is this not happening? What is it? Come up with a shared understanding of what the goal is, and what we're doing against that goal. What are we concerned about? What are some things things that work? Uh, some other goals we have that work against this primary one, and which one is more important? You can do it as a in one session. Yeah, mm-hmm. might take. One hour, two hours.
0: And then what's kind of the follow-up after this? Like, as I'm looking at your slide here, actions to achieve it. uh, Do do you then have them kind of prioritize that list and uh, kind of develop a more of a detailed plan of how they're going to move forward with each of those?
1: So the heart of the technique is to uncover the assumptions and the beliefs Hmm. that actually feed into creating competing goals which are supported by the worries the, teams have, the team has. So we want, we want to uncover those and work on those to actually validate them. Are they true? Are they not true? What's really important for you? Uh, and we want to make sure that they, uh, they understand how they build their own mechanism to that change so that they can work on that
2: intentionally. Anything to add, Christine yes. Yeah, I was just going to say it's about creating that awareness, isn't it? It's about the whole team becoming aware of what it is that they're doing. And and it strikes me, as Lucia mentions retrospectives, that we see things appearing regularly on retrospectives and the team just aren't moving them forward. So that's a good time to come in and show them what it is that is actually going on for them so that they can then have a think about what it is that they've discovered.
3: Good, thank you.
1: And the thing, the common theme that I've seen uh, with this tech, using this technique with clients is, they realize, is that awareness piece that Christina mentioned. they when they put it black and white, they have it there. So this is the support mechanism that is killing their change. It's the the castle of immunity, yeah, is built here, and the deeper we dive. The more we get to, you know, the roots, uh, we uncover assumptions, we uncover, you know, things that the team believes that are actually, you know, the immunity to that change. Any more thoughts or questions?
3: Uh, just uh,
4: thoughts, actually. Like You know, sometimes we get too much carried away with the deliverables within the sprint or within the release. Uh, some of these uh, we start and then, you know, uh, there might be some dependencies, like how do we uh, bring back this all together so that we, uh, we lay down a proper plan and complete it.
1: So we need to understand what's really important for the team. So in some cases, when I've used this technique, we were at a meetup in the UK. Christine, do you remember? We had a couple of pieces when the the person changed the goal. So the awareness piece was actually the competing goal is more important than the primary goal, but that's okay. They have a new awareness. They know that there's something more important that will not allow them to achieve what their stated primary goal was initially. So, if in that to answer your question specifically, if in that particular moment it's more important to deliver business features, that's fine, but they are aware of this they are they consciously make the decision of parking c
3: i c d yeah what 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 does your working agreement look like? Do you do
4: it like a group coaching agreement when you run this as if it's a group coaching or do you jump right right into it and you laid out the questions in advance that you're going to work kind of more like in a retro style
1: so my my personal answer i'd be happy to hear about christine so it i always ask for permission i would ask for permission to use this so i will give some context And then ask the team um, this is an exercise that I'm offering to you. Does this work for you? You want to go through this? Uh, It's assume some safety because people have to be honest with themselves and you know pull things out. Because as we go from left to right, we dig deeper and we need to be honest to ourselves, otherwise, it's pointless. But
2: if you get the permission
1: in theory it should be a useful exercise Christine, what do you think
2: yeah and i think it depends on the situation mike because if you're already working with the team then you've already got that coaching agreement in place i would imagine because you're already working close enough with them to have realized that this would be a good exercise to do so that follows on but i think like lucia said just checking that they're okay with taking this approach and, and trying that as a team would be you know a, a very good and courteous thing to do um if you're if you've stumbled across a team that you're not already working with then yes you would have to put all that in place right before you come in and go hey guys this is what you need to do um yeah you need you need to, to set the scene and set the agreement with them and make sure that everybody is on board with the, the thought of being coached by you so it just, I guess it just depends on the circumstance.
1: And you need that trust, right? If there is no trust mm-hmm. and safety, it, yeah. it's not useful.
2: It's not going to work. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So maybe maybe it will be even hard to do it with a team that you've just taken on board because you need to build that relationship to get them to open up, yeah, and be honest. Mm-hmm.
4: Yeah. Just to uh, step back a little bit. I know we have uh, almost moved past that. So at the end of this, we created this new awareness. So is the expectation that with the new awareness, uh, the team or the individual can go ahead and draw up what the action plan could be? Because that's not here based on on, uh, what you explained earlier. Mm -hmm.
1: So my answer will be, um, if you uncover assumption and beliefs, you need to work on those. So the first step might be to validate them. Mm -hmm. For example, are they true? Are they not true? If they are true or not true, what can we do about them? Same as the the competing goals. If there are competing goals, what, what is it more important? What is it that we really want? So with this new awareness, do we still want the prime the, the the team goal, the one that we initially stated, or do we want
2: something else? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you may you, the team may want an action plan, and they may not. And that's I guess that's you're revealing this to the team and saying, well, you know, where do you want to go next with this? Where do you want to take it and hand it back to them for them to decide what is it that's important and if they want to move forward and they need an action plan then you can support them with that and if this has completely changed their goals then that might not be necessary but i guess it's sort of handing it back to the team and saying given this what is it that you want to do next
4: thanks
1: are we good Okay, so think of yours. You can go for an individual scenario, so something of your own. You should have your map uh, close to you or maybe a white piece of paper. Uh, We'll give you maybe 30 seconds to think about one big thing that will make the difference to you. So it could be, if it's individual, it's something that will impact in a positive way you or the people around you, that it's in your control to change. Uh, and it's positive, it's not about stopping, but it's about starting a new behavior, a new way of thinking, yeah? a, new, a new you. If you don't want to share any personal thing, um, you might think of a, a team scenario with the team you're working, for example, and uh, you know, uh, we'll go through the map again, and we'll fill it in, uh, you'll do it individually, and then we'll break up in uh, in smaller groups to actually work on that map. So we'll do some coaching as well. Are we ready?
0: Yeah.
1: Okay. So think think about the the first column where we started from, and write down. You've got a minute to write. What is your goal? What is it that you want to achieve? And, What are the actions that you are committing to do to actually achieve it? You have one minute to write.
3: Are we ready? Thumbs up from that. Okay. So let's
2: move on and have a think about the behaviours. So, what is it that you do that works against it? What is it that you don't do that works against your goal? So, take a
3: minute to have a think about those. how are we doing okay
1: column number three so these are your worries if you achieve your goal what, what is it that is concerning you and what are some hidden competing goals that give rise to your worries one minute to write
3: Okay, uh, moving on to the last
2: one then. Have a think about your big assumptions. So those underlying assumptions and beliefs that are feeding that
3: immunity to change. okay okay so now we'll
1: go in breakout rooms and we'll split you in groups of three to have a coaching conversation so there will be a client a coach and an observer you can choose whoever you know wants to be coached or coach and you'll have 20 minutes if you have two short coaching conversation it might be okay as well but the purpose is to um, to share, uh, the, for the client to share what is learning from his map and um, for the coach to sort of identify a strategy to break his or her assumptions and what's key for the client to succeed.
0: Okay, um, just one very quick caveat here, looks yeah. like, We have, I'm going to have four people in each room because we don't have enough to have the third room with three people. So just a caveat for you. So um, is there any change in instruction? Um, Lucia, you'll be in one room and Christine, you'll be in the other. So if y'all need to change instructions on the fly, you'll be able to do that. I'm going to sit out in the main room so that if anybody doesn't get connected, I can try to get them in and then um, I'll drop back and forth between the two so we can get a bit of both on the recording. Lovely. Mm-hmm.
2: thanks. All just right, before you 20. do that, Sheree, let's just have a look at some of these sample questions that you might want to ask each other when you've shared. So having a think about if, you're, if your assumption was wrong, what would be possible? Asking what's the impact of your beliefs on your success. Thinking about what it is that has to change in you and what support do you need to move forward? There's some of those open and challenging questions that you can ask each other to dig a little deeper behind what you've revealed in your map.
3: Thank you. I posted the questions in the chat, so we're good to go.
1: was some great coaching going on. (laughs) Yeah, we didn't get to finish. It really
2: was. Yeah. Yeah, sorry. That was bad timekeeping on my behalf, guys. I didn't quite give you a warning. Sorry. Well done Amalia. Well done Matt.
1: What are you learning from this exercise? We would like to hear from you.
3: We need not go to the doctor. (laughs) (laughs) Mm -hmm. Do a quick
1: of takeaway. Yeah, what are you taking away from this?
4: I think I kind of second what Manoa said in terms of the solution is inside everyone. And I, I was a coachee and I realized that as a coach, it's important how the, um, or rather how you get the coachee engaged to think
3: about the solutions themselves. That's, that's a takeaway for me.
4: Yeah, for me, um, this is a structured way of actually getting to that um, core beliefs and assumptions um, that the coach may have uh, coming into the session. So just being able to go through this and uh, bring up those assumptions and with the new uh, knowledge, with the new learnings, um, the coachee, um planning an action forward. Um, either to validate these assumptions or the accolade through and then what needs to happen. um, This tool uh, provides that uh, structured way of getting there.
1: Definitely. Thanks.
4: I'm not sure it is right to call out, but it's uh, one of the great retrospective Mm tools. I think a lot of uh, new things get covered up, which we never imagined or, you know, never thought about uh, when we go go through these exercises. And, you know, something we never thought of that that really helps us to add one more value to wherever we eat.
1: Yes, it can be revealing. But we don't take the credits for this amazing technique. If you want more information, can you see my screen? Yes? Yeah. Yeah. If you want more information, um, you can find the detailed description with loads of examples in this book and it's a great read, so feel free to, uh, to get a bit deeper uh, with the
3: knowledge.